Hello and welcome to the Christ Fellowship Weekly Podcast. At Christ Fellowship, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and His purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit ChristFellowship.org. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon from Lead Pastor Jamie Miller. Hey, open your Bibles if you would. Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47. Acts 2, 42 to 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods. They gave to anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts and they broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Amen. Lord, I ask that you would bless the reading of your word today, that you would open our eyes up to see more of you and who you really are. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So last week, uh, Mike and I were talking, trying to figure out how we were going to break this particular passage down. I didn't know for sure I was going to take another swing at it. He preached it last week, kind of the first half of it. But in prayer last week, and we do prayer before the first service, and in prayer I heard this phrase, community in God's image. I just We were praying, praying over Micah, and I heard the phrase, community in God's image. And I felt like that's the word I'm supposed to share. And I didn't know what all it was going to turn into in terms of getting it out in English. But you know, a lot of times the Lord speaks spirit. He doesn't, it's not English it, or Hebrew or Greek, it's spirit. He speaks to our spirit in here. And sometimes that little phrase, it's going to take me about 30 minutes right now to get that phrase out in English. But that's what we're going to do here. So uh, just as long as I can remember uh, back, I mean, there's been this desire in my heart. I mean, even before I got in ministry, there's, I'd read Acts 2, and, and there was something in me that wanted to see this happen. There's just, there was this desire down deep on the inside of my soul to see this happen. And it's amazing. You know, then we planted the church all those years ago, and And our dream was, why can't we see church life like we read about right here and do all this stuff and have that life and vitality and everything? And and that's been our that's been our joy to journey, you know, with brothers and sisters who wanted to do the same thing and see this happen. I was with us. I was leading a pastor's prayer meeting on Thursday morning over at McKinney Bible Church. And I was praying. I said, Lord, would you just do this thing in us? Would you make us like the church in the book of Acts? And all the pastors saying, yeah, Lord, do that. Why is it that we light up? Why, why does that desire so in our hearts to see this happen? Because no matter where I go, when I do this, when I say, why can't we see church like we read about in the book of Acts? People go, yeah, yeah. Why can't we do that? Why can't we see that happen? And, and the question I want to answer this morning is, why is that desire so strong in our hearts? Why is that thing there so much that we nod and we go, yeah, Lord, do it? Why is that there? So let's, let's unpack that a bit this morning as we look at this passage. Because ultimately, they're doing some stuff there that is, that is working out what God's put in them. And I want us to be on that journey together as well. We long for Acts 2 community because we are made 
in the image of God who is a loving community. I, and I call this community in God's image, but I could have called, said community is God's image. Now, I'll unpack that here in just a second, but I just want us to get to thinking. God is loving and relational from forever. From forever, from eternity. He's always been loving, relational, the, the God of love and, and relationships. And so he acts, there's a point I'm trying to make here this morning that is identity and action go together. But action flows out of identity. And if you get those things flipped around, you can end up kind of working your way into trying to become something and miss who you really are in Christ. So we're supposed to get this revelation of who we are and then live out of that. Live into who we actually, actually are. So here's the main thing I'm trying to say in one sentence. going to boil it down into a soundbite. Our hearts sing. Our hearts sing. We come alive when we experience Acts 2 community because we're made in the image of a loving God of communities. That makes sense. It's like, it's, it's like if I could just, the reason our hearts sing, they come alive, if I could play a, you want it clearer than that. Let's see. Um, our hearts come alive when, so if you could imagine a chord that went up, just up, 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 up. It was just full, rich bass up into the higher keys and it just goes like a thousand times out and it's one perfect note. Our hearts, that's what happens when we experience community like God intended for it to happen. He made us for that. He made us to be in relationship with one another. So I want to unpack this. this there's a reason why devotion, fellowship, breaking bread, prayer, we, that's us getting in line with God, getting in the way that God made us to be, to function, to live. Everything tuned up, common sharing, sharing meals, sincerity, praising God, enjoying the favor of all the people, and the Lord adding to their number daily. Is it God's will for the church to grow? It is for more and more people to get in on this. So let's, let me talk about this. And I need to just ask, put your thinking caps on for just a bit. Your, put your thinking cap. Thank you. All of y'all that just put your thinking caps on. Okay, so first of all, I'm going to talk about identity and action. First of all, God's identity. Who God is, right? That's His identity. And there's so many places I could go to to talk about this. I mean, even Peter, in preaching the first sermon in the book of Acts in chapter 2, toward the end of that sermon, he says, God, the Father, has raised Jesus to life. This is verse 32. And we are all witnesses of this fact. Exalted to the right hand of God, He has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. Okay? So the, the point here is that... that uh, that God is a loving, relational God. And all the Gospels talk about this. All the letters talk about this. You see this over and over and over. So Mark chapter 1, verse 1. It's the start of the Gospel of Mark, right? It says, this is the beginning of the Gospel of Jesus, about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. 
So what I want to just get for all of us today is that every time you see that phrase, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, we're actually saying the triune God of love. So Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He's the Son of God. He's always been the Son. He's the eternal Son of God. So when we say Jesus Christ, Son of God, we're saying Jesus is the Son of the Father. He's always been the Son. The Father's always been the Father from all eternity. And they have shared their love and anointing together in the Holy Spirit. So when you say Jesus Christ, the Son of God, you are saying the Son of the Eternal Father and their shared love and anointing in the Holy Spirit. Christ means Messiah, anointed one of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus Christ, Christ, Son of God. Is everybody tracking with me on that? It's, it's, a, it's a big deal. At the center of the New Testament is Jesus, the Son of God, and His relationship with His Father in the Spirit. And the reason this is so important is we're talking about God's identity, right? So God is triune. God is a relational God of love. The God that Jesus Christ reveals to us, you can't go deeper than that. You don't go, Jesus plus, I've got some other ideas about God that's behind the Trinity. We can't do that. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. He's the radiance of the glory of God put on display for us to see. He's the final revelation. There's nothing bigger, better, grander, more that you could say than Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I mean, it's, it's awesome. It's mind-blowing. And this is what we're talking about when we say, who is God? God is relational and loving. And that's in contrast to a solitary uh, God who's just by himself from all eternity, hasn't, doesn't know, he, he, he has the potential maybe of loving, but you wouldn't know because he doesn't have anyone else to love yet, right? If he's a solitary God. Y'all tracking with me on this? So if he's a solitary God, then wow, he would have to maybe learn what love was like after he created us. But that's not the way God is. God is a relational God of love from all eternity. And so, I mean, this is, this is huge. His identity, we need to get this piece. So who God is, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, relationship of love from forever. Okay? Amen. So second piece. So that's identity. And then action. God acts out of who He is. Out of loving relationships. He creates us for adoption. From before creation ever happened, Ephesians 1, 4, and 5 says, He says it was His plan to bring us into His family. To adopt us all in all of our differences and everything. To adopt us into His family. He creates us for adoption. He creates us for relationship. He creates us for communion. He creates us for fellowship, for living life and being friends with Him, knowing Him, relating to Him. All of that's happened. That's who God is. And then even in our fallenness, in our brokenness, in our sinfulness, in our pain and in our blindness, what does God do? And before I answer that, I want to just get us to do a little thought experiment here. You know, uh, We've got some fathers in the room. Can I get fathers, raise your hand. So if you're, if you're a father, or if you could imagine yourself being a father, right? So you've got some children, and you tell your children, okay, hey guys, there's a cliff over there, and I don't want you running off the cliff. And I don't, if somebody else does it, I don't want you doing it either. Just because somebody else runs off the cliff doesn't mean you have to run off the cliff. 
You tell your, you get your kids coached up on everything. But sure enough, one day they go and fling themselves off the cliff. It doesn't kill them though. It just, it's like they're stunned, you know, and things aren't right with them anymore. You know, it's like they're in a walking coma and their eyes are kind of cloudy and they can't see real well. And they think kind of crazy thoughts. And now they, more and more, they do dumb stuff like jumping off the cliff. So you come along and what do you say? Son, you're in a walking coma and I told you not to do that. I'm done with you. We would never do that, right? And our father is a thousand billion times better than us as a father. And so the father does, I mean, what would we do? We'd help our son who's not thinking right. Hey, come on, let me come alongside you and help you. Let me work through this with you and help you wake up from this coma. What does the father do? The father sends his son because he loves us so much to do that very thing, to help us out of what we could never get out of on our own. And that's good news. The Father sends the Son. He saves us. He serves us. He comes alongside of us. He loves us. He cares about us. He wants this relationship with us. And He does all of this so that we can, this, this old, broken down life that, that, that there's just no, we can't see a way out of, He brings an end to that. And in Jesus, He gives us a new identity. He gives us a brand new identity. And so that's the second piece, that I, third piece that I want to get to. So, so who God is and what God does, and then who we are and what we do. Again, what, what question am I trying to answer here? Why do we get so stirred up when we read Acts 2? And I'm trying to drill down on this thing because it's who God is, it's what God does, and now we're going to see who are we? Who have we been created to be in Christ? So in Christ, you know, I mean, Ephesians 1, if I were just going to, I would love to preach it today. I'm not going to, but I'm going to mention a few things about it. Ephesians 1, verses 1 to 10, it's one sentence, just one sentence, just one big run-on sentence in Greek, you know, just the way it was written. And we have all of these, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who's blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing where? In Christ. Now, ten times in this opening passage, he talks about what's ours in Christ. He says, you're holy and blameless. Where? In Christ. We've, we've been adopted into His family in Christ. We've been given love and redemption and forgiveness of sins in Christ. We've been having grace lavished out upon us in Christ. All things in heaven and on earth are going to be brought together under one head in Christ. That's how this thing's going to happen. We've been given the Holy Spirit as a promise guaranteeing our inheritance in Christ. You know, we are for the praise of the glory of God in Christ. I mean, you could just go on and on. We were dead in transgressions and sins, but God in His mercy came while we were enemies and crawling around in darkness and hiding from Him And He gave us love and forgiveness and freedom and life. We were dead. But He did all of that in Christ. He seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ. And it's going to take coming ages for Him to put on display His grace and His kindness that's been expressed to us in Christ. Why? We are His workmanship 
in Christ. We are just this on-display work of art in, in Christ. We are people that were once far away, far away from the covenant, from the promises in God, but now in Christ Jesus, we who are far away have been brought near in Christ. I mean, we were, we were way over there, but now we've been brought near. And we who were different, different backgrounds, different ethnicities and all of this, and we were at odds with each other in the cross, he pulled us together and put that hostility to death in his death and has brought us into his life by God's glory. Man, it's awesome. And now we all have access to the Father through Jesus Christ by one spirit. All of us. All of us in this thing together, I mean, there's unsearchable riches that are ours in Christ. Micah preached last week about the eternal purpose of God in the church, but that's, that's yes, it's awesome, but it happens in Christ. This is who we are. We have the width, the depth, the height, the breadth of the love of God that's been poured into our hearts, and it's good news. <laughs> it's good news. Thank you, Lord. And so where we're going is we are being changed, transformed, because we got a new identity. Is this making sense? So this is, this is who we are and what we're called to be. And so if we could just... Uh, all that to say that our... identity <laughs> Just trying to make a point. Is that our identity is in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. That's, that's who my life is. And, and I'm, along with you guys, we're, we're expecting things to be made right because Christ lives in us. He is the hope of glory for everyone who knows Him. Christ in you is the hope of glory. And so when I say glory, I'm talking about things that need to be changed, need to be made better, relationships that are broken. I mean, this is the news that our country needs. This is the news that, that everyone needs, is that in Christ, things are made right. Hurting, broken, sinful, cranky. Just people that just need to see the love of God that's expressed to us. We get to participate in God's heart for love and community, this other-centered, agape, self-giving kind of love. That's what we're called into. And now we're getting to the heart of why this passage is so compelling to us. Do you see where we're going? God's identity leads to God's actions. Our identity leads to our actions. It's who we are and it's what we do. Community in God's image, community is God's image. That's another way of saying that. Father, Son, Holy Spirit together. That's what we see in Jesus. So, now we can get to, why does this stir us up so much? This devotion, I want this. I want to be devoted to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, breaking bread and prayer. I get lined up with, with uh, God and His purpose for my life when I'm lined up with you, yous, y'all. It's all plural, All that, so much of that stuff in the New Testament. It's, it's about us. It's about us together. Plural. So... So this is why it stirs us up. We, why does it stir us up? Because we are hardwired in the depths of who we are to want this. 
It's getting in line with God's purpose for our lives when we, we hear this note played and like, I want that. I want that. Everyone filled with awe. I want that. Wonders, signs, miracles. I want that. Believers together, everything in common. I want that. We want that. Selling possessions and giving to anyone as they had need. Every day meeting together. Temple courts, breaking bread in their homes. Eating together with glad and sincere hearts. What's it mean to eat with glad and sincere hearts? You got to smile. <laughs> we got to, you know, break bread and talk about Jesus. Hey, what's the Lord doing in your life? That'll get you some gladness. I, I, uh, somebody was in first service. We went down. I was speaking in College Station on Thursday night, and we ate a meal together, and he, we just started talking about what's, what's Jesus doing? And that's that sincerity. It just leads to gladness and sincerity. It's more than, uh, you know, praise God, TCU won, but it's, it's deeper than that, right? It's, it's like, God, wait. Gladness and sincerity. I want that. Oh, man, I want that. And the Lord was adding to their number daily those who were being saved. Now, that is a picture of what's coming. And, uh, you know, it's like, it's like looking at that is like looking through a keyhole. You know, we look at Acts 2, 42 to 47, and it's like going. And we see more on the other side than we ever thought possible. And that's what happens in the New Testament. The New Testament is it's just unpacking letter after letter, situation after situation. Flash the 59 one another's up on the screen, please. 59 one another's. Now, all through the New Testament, love one another, 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 be at peace with each other, wash one another's feet, serve, come under. And all of these things are an expression of what is God's wanting to put in us so that we can see and live. All these one another's, they're, they're significant. Honor one another. Thank you, Brent. Honor one another. Now give honor to one another. Live in harmony with one another. Stop passing judgment on one another. Somebody say. Stop pa we can't love and judge at the same time. Not with God's love anyway. We think we got love going on, but we can't do it with His love. we got to get off of the throne, let the Lord reign, and let His love flow through us. Stop. That's another sermon. Stop passing judgment. Accept one another. Greet one another. Have equal concern for each other. Serve one another. Carry each other's burdens. Bearing with one another. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgiving each other. Submit to one another. Consider others better than yourselves. Do not lie to each other. Make your love increase and overflow for each other. Encourage, 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 encourage one another. Love one another. Love one another. Love one another. And all of that is, it's God's identity getting worked out in action. His identity, His action, His identity in us getting worked out in our, the way we're living, the way we do life. The way we do this community, life together. Everybody tracking? So here we're getting to the answer. Why do we get so stirred up and desire to see community like we see in the book of Acts? Because it's God's identity. It's His actions. It's God's identity in us. In Christ. That's who we are. 
and we start working that thing out. It's why it's, it's, it's some of it, but it's not the whole. It's, it's a piece. It just gives us a window into the way things ought to be. The way things ought to be. And that's, that's glory. That's, that's, that's glory. That's, that's glory breaking into the earth through us. And I'm going to just say this. I, there's lots of things I preach. But this, this may be why I'm on planet earth. Just, I've been thinking about it. This is, this is why I'm here. Is to paint pictures like this about the way things ought to be. Could be. Can be. Will be. So imagine the most breathtaking piece of art you've ever seen in your life. It's like Van Gogh was anointed to do this thing. Or Monet. or most incredible piece of art. Or the most, the most beautiful piece of music you've ever heard. And it just literally, it was just like a, there's like a, a funnel, a, a, a portal between heaven when you listen to that music. You ever done, heard things like that? You go, this is, oh my, wow. And you're just in tears listening to this music. Anybody ever do that? Or you're looking at a sunset and you go, this, this is awesome. This is the best sunset ever, or the best sunrise ever, or the most biggest, wonderful mountaintop experience of beauty you've ever seen, or the, the most incredible beach scene you've ever been at. I mean, it's just breathtaking. And now you take all of that and you multiply it times a thousand million billion, and then you start approaching just the outer edges of what God's vision is for his people. It's the truth. We are the glorious riches of the inheritance of Jesus Christ. His people. I could make it awkward by having everybody look around right now, but you know they're, you know they're around you. And they are beautiful because we are together the glorious inheritance of Jesus Christ. Man, I mean, it's, it's a... Whew, it's a blow away. And he's bringing us into this. He's, he's bringing us into this. He's allowing us to see this. And it's as practical as discipling relationships and life group and coming to praise nights like we had an encounter night this past Friday, two hours of just going for God. You know, and everybody's got different strengths and things. We're not all, we don't all exactly wired the same way, but we carry each other in our different strengths and weaknesses. And so there's, there's some people like, worship night, two hours, I, why, why can't it be four? You know, it's just, they, they love it, man, they're, they're in, right? And other people, it's serving people, man, it's just going to come serve and love and come under and lift somebody up and bring some food to them. I, I rarely have that thought. <laughs> Get you a gift card, you know, I don't... <laughs> but, but together... We're better. Together, we're better. Now, here, here's the deal. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. He's a thief and a destroyer. And he wants to keep us from seeing what I'm talking about right now. And it's amazing that this really is what I see. This is, and, and when I'm really under pressure, and when I'm really being tempted, 
One of the, my main, I've shared this with some of you guys before, my main, the place where I get, when I get really crunched, I, I feel alone. I feel like I'm all alone. And that is a lie from the devil, right? You know, and so I'm, whether it's the devil or, or sin, sin, you know, we, it, it promises more than it ever delivers, Right? It looks like, hey, this, if I can do this, oh man, this is going to be good. And then on the other side of it, you're like, that's it? It hurts. It wounds us. Self, you know, devil, sin, self, just that it's amazing. My, my life, my old life, if I give that old man, he's like a deflated kind of dude down here, but I make a couple key decisions and I... You know, and he just, I'm coming on in, you know, just, and just like, what, what am I thinking? You know, just craziness. Five or six of you guys anyway. You know about that old flesh, right? Jesus wants to break into our lives. He wants us to get this. He wants us to see this thing where we would value what he's doing and and know why our hearts come alive and sing when we read this. It's what we were made for. It's what you're made for. You know, just, we, we dream about it, but it was God's dream way before we came up with some cool ideas about hanging out and being community and some of those things. It was always on God's heart. Always His desire for us. So Lord, would You open our eyes today? Lord, would You absolutely part heaven and bring heaven to earth. Would your life just shine and be magnified in us and through us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So stand up if you would. Let's, let's respond to God. When we do this, if you're visiting with us, we do this every Sunday. We just take a little time, have some ministry. And it's like, I love how God meets us in these times. And this can be for many of us the most important thing that happens today. We've worshiped the Lord. We've talked about the word of the Lord. And, and uh, it's, it's saying, Lord, Lord, I want to respond to you in my heart. I want, I want this, this vision to be my vision. I want to be changed. And so, Lord, would you do that? In Jesus' mighty name, amen. This is, that's, a, that's an example of what you might pray or get somebody to pray for you. So if that vision is something you want to have, then come and get prayer. If, if maybe the, the enemy, and maybe there's been some confusion about identity and action, this is, this is who you are. If you need an identity prayer, then come and get, come and get prayer. And if, and if you need prayer, like the, maybe the enemy's been lying to you, and just you want to just break that stuff off, get prayer. Man, there's power in us praying together, praying for each other. And just if you're ready to start this journey of following, this thing I'm getting all excited and veins about and everything, my neck, it's because I've been apprehended by Jesus. And I want to know Him more and more. And I want that for every person who can hear my voice. He loves you. If you're ready to start that journey of walking with Jesus, receiving what God's done for you, then man, come and get somebody to pray for you. That's, that's just how it starts. It starts with a, just, just saying yes. He's done it. It's saying, yes, Lord, I believe. I repent. I turn my life in order myself to you because you're the Lord. You're the King. You're good. He's so good. 
So Father, meet us here today in this time of response and ministry. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray for changed lives all around this room. That we would be a community shaped by the image of God, in God's image. And Lord, we would be attractive. Just give us favor, Lord. Make us attractive for the city. People have to see this. I can't just put it up on a dry erase board. People have to see it in order to get it. So Lord, would you do that here in our midst? In Jesus' name, amen. And, and hey, you guys, if you have any other need, just prayer, it's just something's going on in your life, please get prayer before you leave. If the front, if the front fills up, then ask somebody close by to pray for you. There's, prayer, there's power in our prayers. In Jesus' name, you guys come. Go for it. Be bold. Be bold. Press in.